Welcome back, everyone. This is the Mind Body Mentor Podcast. My name is Stephen Jaggers, and I am your host. On today's episode, I decided to do a solo cast on the soma and the psyche. Now, this is the mind body connection, and we separate them for the process of understanding them. But really, they are intrinsically connected, and you cannot separate them, um, which you will learn more on this solo cast. So stay tuned if you want to learn more about the mind-body connection and the way that I break it down. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Organifi. Use the code MindBodyMentor for 15% off at checkout. I actually just sprained my knee, um, pretty bad snowboarding. Thank God there's nothing torn in it, um, but I have been using the Glow every day. Uh, it's, a, it's a collagen support supplement, um, and it's actually quite tasty. It's been great. It's been coming in very, uh, very handy during this time of this injury, but you know, I use all of their products. They are absolutely incredible. Also, the sponsored is brought to you by Vivo Barefoot, um, my favorite shoes to date. I use them, I use them way before they actually sponsored me or this podcast. So, you can use the code AJBARE10 for ten percent off at checkout. And as always, this podcast is sponsored by Somatic Release Breathwork. Uh, it's a modality that has been truly life changing for me and thousands of people all around the world really helping people to move out of a state of fear and contraction on a somatic level so that you can so you can think clearly and see clearly you know if you want to actually expand your consciousness i get into this in the podcast you have to expand yourself on a physical level if you are stuck in a contracted state if you are wounded emotionally you're not going to be able to think clearly. You're not going to actually be able to access higher states of consciousness. So that tool has been absolutely incredible for myself. And we have about 170 practitioners worldwide now. Um, and it's just it's just an testament to the world is, is really asking and, and, and wanting these um, somatic style modalities. They are growing in popularity because they are actually helping people. So check out uh, somaticreleasebreathwork.com if you are interested in becoming a practitioner or you want to learn more. Without further ado, here is the uninterrupted solo cast by yours truly. Love you guys. All right, everyone, let's get into the topic of the mind-body connection. Now, first, we need to understand um, what I like to call the mind-body connection is the soma and the psyche. So the soma is your body. It is your felt sensation. Our somatic sensation is how we were born into this world. We were born to sense things, to be sensitive, to be full of sensory awareness. It's our birthright. You know, sensitivity is not just a weakness. It's actually being full of sense. Um, so to become more sensitive is actually to become more alive. You know, when we have long-term, you know, defense systems that have been put in place 
those actually uh, keep us from living. They keep us from, you know, Peter Levine says, although humans rarely die from trauma, if we do not resolve it, our lives can be severely diminished by its effects. Some people have even described this situation as a living death. So how many people do you know that are walking around that are, they're alive, but they're not really alive. They are, it's a living death. And because they've become numb, so many people in our world, we, you know, there's epidemics of pain medication and all of these different tools to kind of numb ourselves. But why do we want to be numb to begin with? You know, um, most people don't like their current reality. They need some sort of painkiller or something to numb themselves from actually feeling the pain of them not, not liking their current situation when really the feeling or the sensitivity, whether it's, you know, the lowest of lows is actually, you actually need to feel that so that it becomes the fuel for you to move yourself in the other direction. If you stay in this sort of numb place, then you're not going to feel those lowest of lows. You're not going to have that pain, that pain teacher that Paul check talks about that comes to teach you a lesson so that you change your patterns, right? So let's get into the soma and psyche connection. Your soma is your body. Soma means body. It's the part of you that feels. It houses your instincts and your emotions. Your psyche is your mindset or your storyteller. It's the part of you that thinks. Just stay with me because these are uh, fundamental to understanding the mind-body connection. And um, connecting the mind to the body is the you know the first step to healing trauma. And I believe it's one of the first steps to actually healing the crisis that's going on in our world right now. So your psyche is your mindset, your storyteller, the part of you that thinks. It is your perception. Your soma is your body, your instincts, your emotions. It's part of you that feels. We are both the soma and the psyche. And I want to talk about the two different sort of models that we view ourselves with. Um, we live in a, a very top-down model. We have, you know, in our modern world, we have become mentally dominant. We have forgotten the intelligence that's actually in our body. We become mind-centered beings. You know, we look at our body as just something that we have to, you know, put food in it and shower it and wash it and all of these different things. But there is more intelligence in one of your cells that your rational mind could ever even fathom. And so we have forgotten the intelligence that's inside of our cells. Like think about the amount of intelligence that's actually beating your heart or digesting your food or repairing yourself on a cellular level. It's mind blowing. And you know, we have become such a mentally dominant society that we try to rationalize and think logically about a lot of these things, whereas nature already has a, a, an incredible intelligence moving through it. So the first step into healing trauma is to connect our minds back to our bodies. We must learn to remember ourselves, even in that word remembering. To remember is to remember ourselves back together. It's to put all the pieces back together. It's to connect our soma to our psyche. It's important that we understand that we are, I talked about the top-down model versus the uh, bottom-up model. 
you know, we live in a world where we have a lot of um, coaches and psychologists and all these, you know, people that want to work with your mindset. And, you know, we have these ideas of limited thinking and, and we want to, you know, do talk therapy and we want someone to tell us, you know, what happened to them when they were three years old or four years old or, and we need to understand that trauma is actually a, uh, it's a bottom up model. We are animals. We actually operate off of instincts first. Then we operate off of emotions and then we, and then our psyche creates the story. So a lot of the times your story the perception that you're running in your head, you know, it is actually based off of what happened to you on an instinctual and an emotional level. So we instinct first, we feel second, and only lastly do we think. I'll give you the example. If someone were to break into your work, if you will, you would have an you would have an instinctual response. You would either want to fight this person, you would either want to flee from this, or you would freeze and you would just numb yourself. That's not happening in your mind. It's happening in your body. It's happening in your soma. And so first you have that instinctual response. You fight, flight, or freeze. And then after that, your you your soma starts to create emotions, and that's a, a chemical a powerful chemical combination of lots of different hormonal secretions and glandular secretions such as cortisol and adrenaline and all of these different things that make you feel a certain emotion you know maybe you feel fear maybe you feel powerful maybe you're gonna fuck this person up (laughs) Um, that's still not happening in your mind only lastly do we actually create the story and the story is based off of what what happened to us or what response we had on an instinctual and emotional level maybe that story is that we don't feel safe in our house anymore or or the world's out to get me or i don't trust men or whatever it is you know and that's the perception that we start to view the world from but If your soma is wounded, if you are wounded on an emotional level or an instinctual level, and when I say wound, I mean a defense system that came up in the moment, you know, fight, flight, freeze, and then that emotion, those just don't go away right away. Once those defense systems become active, we actually have to understand how we discharge, how we deactivate them. Most people have instinctual defenses that stay active for the rest of their life. But if your soma is wounded, your psyche will be compelled to tell stories about the world that justify the wound and the defense systems that it chose to protect itself. When you are wounded on an emotional and an instinctual level, the stories about ourselves and the stories that we create about the world skew towards darkness. To liberate our our, our psyche, our perception, to be able to create beautiful stories we must first heal on an, on an instinctual and an emotional level. We must first heal the soma. Remember, humans are animals first. We do a lot of cool, fancy things. You know, we create phones and podcasts and planes and all of these different things. But we are animals and we are dictated by certain nervous system processes that have been cultivated for thousands of years through evolution. We can't bypass that. You can't bypass your body. As much as you want to, uh, cre- um, you know, 
change your limited thinking or, uh, you know, manifest or attract abundance or visualization. You can't bypass the health of your body. It's something that is ancient. You know, your body is so, is incredibly ancient. You know, your body is not just your chronological age. It's, it's, it's thousands and thousands of years old. You know, your body came out of your mom's body and her body came out of her mom's body and so on and so on and so on. And the intelligence on a cellular level is very ancient. And so to liberate our psyche, to actually free ourselves from these limited thoughts, to think more expansively, we have to become more expansive on a nervous system level to be able to regulate our systems, um, to actually be able to create resilience. Um, we must first heal our soma. We must first heal ourselves on an instinctual and an emotional level. And, you know, when we are stuck in our instincts and our emotions, when we develop what you could call a trigger or a defense system, those things are running in the background and they're making decisions for us. When, if you want to like expand your consciousness, if you want to think clearly, but you're wounded on an instinctual level or someone just hurt you emotionally, you're not going to be thinking clearly. If you're in a contracted state physically and emotionally, you're going to be picking up on contracted ideologies. That's just how it works. Your mind and body is so intrinsically connected that that you just you can't bypass it. Your body is an antenna. And you know, your your nervous system is your electrical system, and the state of that nervous system is going to be what that antenna is actually picking up on. What radio station are you actually tuning into? Are you tuning into fear, guilt, shame? Or are you tuning into abundance and expansiveness and expansive thought? And so to liberate the psyche, to be free, to create beautiful stories, to actually create beautiful stories in our head, a beautiful perception, we must first heal on, a, on an instinctual and emotional level to think expansively, to expand our consciousness. We must first heal the soma on a body level and to understand how this process takes place we need to first understand how you know we naturally try to solve trauma through our own you know innate somatic processes that we've developed for thousands of years that we have you know weeded out in our our society or our culture so there's a couple videos on YouTube. There's one called um, Impala In and Out of Slow Collapsed Immobilization. I think you can go check that out. There's also, uh, if you type in polar bear trauma, you can see these animals discharging trauma, discharging these defense systems. So the discharge of that is actually moving that energy through your body or through your soma. When something happens to a child, they immediately want to throw a temper tantrum. They want to shake. They want to yell. They want to scream. That is the innate intelligence inside of their system, moving that energy through their system. Now, obviously, we can't do that um, in our own, you know, in our in our society. We're not able to just throw a fit in the grocery store. We have to have um, different modalities, different times and places and spaces where we can actually discharge um, in a safe space. And so completing the behaviors that were instinctually demanded in the presence of that trauma 
is the indicator to your nervous system that it can relax again. So maybe what you needed to do was run. Maybe what you needed to do was scream. Maybe what you needed to do was cry. All of those emotions, all of those um, <clears throat> movements of energy through your system, none of them are bad or good. They're all movements of energy through your system. And if they're not expressed, then they become suppressed and depressed and repressed until they become a, a disease of energy moving through your system. So when you don't have space to express after a stressful event, basically that expression is the indicator to your nervous system that it is not in the presence of a stressor anymore and it can relax. You know, if that polar bear, you can check out the video, if he didn't actually take those deep, big, big belly breaths, if he didn't shake uncontrollably, if he didn't actually, and if you slow it down, he's actually completing the necessary um, thing that he needed to do, which was actually running. Um, if he didn't do that, then his body, his soma, wouldn't understand that he's not in the presence of a stressor anymore. And so you would live life in this fear state. He would think he's, he's under attack all the time. So many people are not even aware of it, but their nervous systems, they're in a state that they're that they think they're being attacked all the time. They're in their normal everyday waking reality, but their nervous system is like we're under threat all the time. And so it starts to it starts to change the perception of how they view the world. Notice yourself if you walk into a room of a lot of people, do you survey the room for threats? Like, is your first instinctual thought to, you know, who's judging me? Who's, uh, who do I need to watch out for? Unless you might be stuck in a, in a, a nervous system state of defense. Nobody is broken. That's the thing. Most people are just stuck. They're just stuck in a, in a defensive state. And most people in power understand this. Like there's been uh, people that, in, that have been in power for a long time. I mean, most cultures that have been in power, they know that if they keep people in fear, if they keep people in guilt, if they keep people in shame, I mean, you could look at a lot of the main religions um, that, that keep people shameful, that keep people guilty, keep people in a state of fear. Well, that keeps people instinctual. That keeps people operating off their emotions. They're not able to actually think clearly and they make, in, they make predictable moves. Um, so obviously I don't want to go down that route too far, but, um, you know, finding a way to discharge on an animalistic level to let yourself express is the key to this because it actually sends a signal to your system that you're not in the presence of a stressor anymore. It actually frees up the psyche to actually make better decisions. Now, you know, I talked about fight or flight a little bit, like this happens on a physical level, but you know, think if you were young and you know, someone were to kidnap you, maybe they sexually assaulted you or, or, or something terrible like that happened, you're not able to flight. So what happens is you dissociate or your consciousness flights from that situation or your soul, your spirit leaves because it wants to protect you. This is a protective mechanism. And so we live in a culture right now of dissociation. 
even looking through these TV screens, I can see what's happening on the other side of the world. And most of us, you know, we, we feel the weight of the world right now. We feel the stress of the world. Um, and our nervous systems are designed to deal with our immediate reality in front of us. We're not designed to deal with all the shit that we're seeing on Instagram, all the shit that we're seeing on the news, all the shit that we're put in front of our face. Our, our systems are overwhelmed. So it trains, it trains us to dissociate from that because we're not able to do something in the actual moment. And that's the fundamental issue that's going on in culture right now is that we think that, you know, if someone's dumping something in the ocean thousands of miles away from us, oh, that it doesn't affect me here in my life here in Arizona. Um, or if, you know, there's war being waged on the other side of the planet, um, someone drops a nuclear bomb over there. Uh, well, it doesn't affect me over here in the United States, but actually on a, your cells, the intelligence of your cells understand on an intrinsic level that all life is connected and anything that gets into the water system will eventually be in your system at some point in life. So the opposite of dissociation is connection and it's connecting back, connecting your soma to your psyche. There's lots of ways to, to do that. Start to tune into the intelligence that's moving through your body, that's healing your body every day, that's beating your heart. Tune, take your heartbeat every day. Before you wake up, tune into your pulse. What is the force that's beating your heart? Attune yourself to that rhythm, to that energy of life that that is the intelligence that's moving through life the intelligence that's digesting your food that's absorbing and assimilating nutrients that's creating your body and so talking about soma and psyche and discharging trauma and defense systems we need to create new rituals new patterns new places for people to be able to discharge for people to actually feel, you know, the opposite of numbness is actually feeling, allowing yourself to feel. And as a collective right now, we are feeling the pain because we, we have numbed ourselves. We have dissociated from what's actually going on right now. And we actually need to feel that pain because that pain is the thing that will drive us to actually make new choices and new change. And so, you know, the, 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 the actual pain of numbness, which we don't actually feel it, but it will, it, it will create deeper, deeper pain later on. It actually, numbness, I've talked about this as an active process. It actually drains your energy to, to keep you in a state of numbness. Because your somatic sensation, your, your, your felt sense, you are a sensory being. That is your birthright. That's how you were born into this world is to feel. And if you look at the, the, you know, one of my favorite quotes in the Bible is, um, you know, unless you become as, as a, as a child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, that heaven is right here on earth. And if you look at a child, they are born with their somatic sensations and that's their birthright. And they, before they actually get put into different cultural norms where, um, numbing and dissociating and not feeling and, and, and being told to sit up sit down and shut up all of these different things that, uh, uh, limit our expression. We are expression vessels. We are designed to express. And that's how we move these stressors. We move this trauma through our body into actually creating growth. 
because stress, trauma, those things aren't going away. Those are the necessary force that we need to actually bump up, bump up against, feel it, feel the pain, and use that pain as a, a, a driving for a new pattern, driving for growth. All of life is striving for balance and growth. And you listening to this, you, you probably are striving for growth. So look at, look at the areas in your life where you have actually numbed yourself because there is probably some pain there that you haven't let yourself feel that will be the driving force for you to grow as a human, as a mother, daughter, son, father, whatever your title is. And so we will delve further into this in in more podcasts. But if you guys enjoyed this podcast, I would really appreciate if you give me a five-star review. Uh, I read all of those and uh, it just, yeah, it just makes my... uh, makes my heart smile. It's a heart smile. So love you guys so much. And until next time, peace out.